Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's, What's up? Man, we're coming at them late this week. They're not the boss of us, David. No. They're, what do they know? We can record this show whenever we feel like right. it. Right. The Penn Cinema podcast calendar week starts right. on Wednesday right. in August. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah. It just, it doesn't make any sense Remember, you, but it makes sense to us. Remember for a while... We used to talk a lot about, like, there's only so many minutes in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you up to speed on Stranger Things? Yeah. Yeah. So, that scene where the orderly, now I don't want to say mm -hmm. anything else, but I'll just mm -hmm. say, the orderly's having a heavy conversation with Eleven. Mm -hmm. And the orderly's like, none of us are free because we have this artificial construct of minutes and days and weeks and months and years and I'm like yes yes <laughs> yes got him it's all artificial it's all completely made up so as far as you're concerned we could be recording on Monday morning yeah you don't know you don't know yeah maybe we just helped this one because it was that special right. right which is exactly what we did yeah tomorrow tomorrow right <laughs> Look, let's start off with some sad oh, news. Oh, yeah, please. This is this is probably, I thought of you mm. when I heard this news. Now, was this close to home for you? Or yeah, was man. this, yeah, okay. This, so. is, this is pretty big. Yeah. So, uh, Michelle Nichols, uh, who played Uhura. And that's not a typo. No. That's her name. That's her name. Michelle. Michelle. Yep. Yep. Uh, she played Uhura on the original Star Trek um, and was not only a prominent figure in Star Trek, but also like a huge figure for women and especially African-American women on television. Uh, took place in one of what's, what's considered one of the first interracial kisses on television, although I think technically it wasn't or something, but whatever, it's the one everyone references. It's the one everyone remembers. Yeah. So, I mean, huge, huge star, huge, what's, I don't want to say celebrity because I feel like some people like, I don't know. They're they, there's a little bit uh, icon. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, huge icon. So she passed away this this week. Um, Did she do? And I don't mean this in any kind of disrespectful way, but just for my own curiosity, did she do anything besides her most famous role on Star Trek? I know that she did, but she also did a lot of stage production. Mm. Uh, I read a thing this week George Takai posted about how she did a lot of mm. perf stage performing and when he was running for gov governor or mayor or something, like she was always performing at his at his shows yeah. or his, his rallies whatnot. So I, I don't know how much more television or, TV or what she did, but she was definitely active on stage. Yeah. Um, and I know that like she wanted to quit Star Trek and uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was part of the, like who convinced her to, to stay on. Really? He was like, look, you're doing something like unprecedented and you'll be a beacon for these young African-American women. And that's like why she stuck with it. So. That's awesome when you get someone who is 
talented at her craft, but also like has the moral fiber, the moral character, you know, the leadership to, um, you know, move, move our, move the world forward. Right. You know, I, I, I think one of the, you know, there's so many things to be remembered that, that people could write about, like that has to do with like celebrity status to remember her about. But what I loved about George Takei's mem- memoir for her that he wrote was just how she supported other people mm. and like any way that she, she always came to his new shows, even up to like a year ago, yeah. or whatever to support him. And like, uh, when she found out that like the Japanese culture, that when they come to a funeral, they give money to, to support the funeral costs. And she didn't know that. So like she, after his father died, like she mailed him like 500 bucks later mm. to like help, <laughs> help with that. So just like that kind of stuff. Like if she knew that she could support someone and was able to, like she was yeah. right there. So yeah. anyway, so sad news, but, um, yeah, it's uh, she leaves a, a great she, memory. Was she pretty? I forget how old she was. Was she like elderly? Or oh, that's not very old. Yeah. That's too young. Way too young. Okay. Right. Well, rest in peace, Nichelle Nichols. Yeah. Yeah. And then hard <laughs> <laughs> <Our> turn. <laughs> I feel like that scene in Seinfeld when Costanza is like pressed up, his face is pressed up against the back window when the car is veering left. Uh, Bob Odenkirk has confirmed. Yeah. Oh, that the sequel to Nobody is being written as we speak. Oh, even as we sit here and record the show, as we speak, they're writing somebody. Somebody's writing is writing a twenty four seven. Right, <laughs> one person tires out, another person's like, hand, tap- me the, "Hand me the pen." Yep, and they 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 time it so as one guy lifts the pen up, the other guy's putting right, the pen down. Right, I would yeah. like to know. I'm curious. Podcast at pencinema dot com. Two twofold question here. Mm. First of all, is anybody aware of any writers in Hollywood who write with pen and paper? Oh. Do we know about this? I don't know. And then follow-up question, who here writes with pen and paper? My aunt would be the one to I mean since yeah. she has the Hollywood background. Yeah. Be the one to know. You keep but, a, do you keep a journal? No. No, pen and paper. But when I was in college, I wrote all my reports pen and paper before typing them. Okay. Because I was just way faster at Mm. Even though I'm a pretty fast typer, I was just like, lickety split. How was that? Now, could I read them? No. That was the, that was like, uh, yeah. what was I trying to say here? All right, David, I pulled some news off the interweb. Okay, hit me with, hit Have, me with the. Is this, I mean, we touched on She-Hulk. Right. And one of the things we loved about the trailer is that we felt like the CGI was improved. People were saying that. Yeah, I didn't see much of a difference. Right, right. But yeah. But there was some early criticism that mm-hmm. CGI was rough. Yeah. And then when the trailer came out, it was improved. Mm. The quality of the CGI. Well, now what apparently... How do I say this? Uh, apparently, there's been some comments, not about the quality of the CGI, but about some of the decision-making behind the CGI. And the team behind She-Hulk okay. has addressed that. So I'm going to read you some of what they talked about. Okay. Director Kat Koiro responded to those who have chided the show for not making star Tatiana Maslany's green alter ego even bulkier. So in other words, when she, when she, when she turns into the She-Hulk, there's some criticism. Why isn't she bigger? Mm. And I think it has to do with they 
they modeled her after an Olympian athlete as opposed to like a bodybuilder. Okay. So anyway, so the director commented on that point and she says, in terms of the CGI being critiqued, I think that has to do with our culture's belief in its ownership of women's bodies. She said at a press panel, I think a lot of the critique comes from feeling like they're able to tear apart the CGI woman. There's a lot of talk about her body type and we based it on, a, on Olympian athletes and not bodybuilders. But I think if we had gone the other way, we would be facing the same critique. I think it's very hard to win when you make women's bodies. I So here's here's the thing. I would disagree about that statement for looking at, when you look at She-Hulk in the comics, she's a bunch of different ways. But mm. when you look at her in the attorney stuff, it fits what we're seeing on mm. screen. And then it's like more, like Hulk is already big and buff. And when he gets angrier, he's supposed to get bigger and buffer. But it's hard to express that when he's already this right. giant lump of muscle. But I, but She-Hulk, when she loses control, she visibly starts to become that bulky, more like more ripped out of her out of her already stretched like superhero outfit or whatever. And like that's when you know it's she's lost control and really gone out the way. And so I think in doing it this way, they leave a lot of room for that kind of a storyline. If they don't do it in this series, if they do it later on and or, or whatever. You know, to show that she's, oh no, she's really gone beyond, because now she's more like, because the, the, more like the Hulk, because the big difference is the Hulk was fully radiated by gamma radiation and she just had a blood transfusion. Mm. So it's not like quite as big as a dra of a dress. the same thing. And she can, I don't know how they'll do it in the show, but in the comics, she can choose to go green or, or not. Yeah. So I think what you and I are saying is that we would we would sort of support the view of the director that like the representation so far and what we saw in the trailer is pretty consistent. Right. It's good. Right. Like when she's calm and green, she should be essentially like her body type should basically, in my mind, should be like Captain America. Like mm -hmm. he's not the buffest person in the room. He's not Thor, but he's supposed to be the peak human Right. Status for, for what he is. Right. So. Okay. Then there was also another interesting thing. You and I talked about this trailer, but I I don't remember commenting on when she looks at the camera. Of breaking the fourth wall? When she breaks the fourth wall. Um, so the director commented on that. She said, She-Hulk was breaking the fourth wall way before Deadpool and way before Fleabag. Back in the comics, she was always very meta, and she was always kind of taking control of her own story and her own narrative. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. I think, like, good for you for, like, educating, like, you know, first of all, carrying that through to the show, mm -hmm. and then second of all, like, not taking any shit from, you know, people who want to, like, comment on that. Yeah, and I think people, it, it was such a Deadpool thing, and they just... Right. They just equate it to Deadpool and it's like, Oh, you should be the only one who does that because if you do that, you should be more crass and, and this and that. And it's like, we haven't seen the show yet. Like calm down. Right. Maybe it's not done in a good way, but maybe it's done fine. Right. I mean, who would have thought the office worked before the office came out? Right. You know? Well, what I like about this is the director is showing that she, I think it's she, yeah, she is, um, respectful 
she's aware of her of the of the source material. Mm. You know, she's not going to be pushed around by a bunch of people trying to comment on you know. Oh, you're you're trying to be like Deadpool, and only Deadpool should do that, and blah blah blah. She's yeah. like, no, listen, we were doing this before Deadpool, and we're not going to leave it out of the out of the character just because of Deadpool. Right. I think the difference that we'll see between Deadpool and She-Hawk is I think other people are aware that she's talking and don't like because you see in the trailer yeah. she's talking and the Hulk's like what, and she's like, uh, yeah, you know, that's cool. How they'll how they'll play that off. Now, speaking of monumental CGI. Iconic films, Icon- I think. Iconic Is the phrase films. you were looking for there. Do you remember how... <laughs> this was were, my favorite part of the show last week. Last week we were like, there's no way Top Gun would have ever had any success, any, without Venom 2 paving the way. The only reason why Top Gun was successful is because of Venom 2. Right. And that's what they were saying. They said Sony was like, yeah. "It's it, it's all comes down to us." Which, by the way, David, can I just like just pause for a moment to yeah. reflect? Your new Venom tattoo is spot oh, you, on. You like that? I you like how it. the tongue wraps around the yeah. arm? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah I would. I didn't necessarily figure you for a face tattoo guy, <laughs> but you know, yeah. it works. Well, I figured you know <laughs> I want to make an impression, and that impression is I'm stupid. <laughs> So I got a full facial venom tattoo. But see, that's really smart because it yeah. keeps the the expectations low. Yeah, they're like, oh, this guy's dumb. But then I'm like, but guess what? Right. I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So anyway, you, you wanted to talk about Venom. Yeah. So Venom <laughs> paved the way for Top Gun. But now we have old Reese Witherspoon. Oh, Reese. Yeah. She's like, hey, Top Gun pave the way for Legally Blonde 3. So if you follow that back, Venom 2 is directly responsible for any success Legally Blonde 3 has and the plot and the way that the movie's put together. That's all I'm saying. Because here's her quote. I'm still hoping that Legally Blonde 3 is going to come together in the right way. It's just like Top Gun. They waited a long time to make another version of that movie, and I loved the nostalgia piece they incorporated <laughs> into it. Wait, 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 wait. Are you making this up? No, this is a quote from so, her. So in this quote, I'm not, I'm, as our boy at the Oscars said, I'm going to let you finish. Okay. But first, I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. Mm. Are you telling me that Reese Witherspoon, on the topic of Legally Blonde 3, mm-hmm. said, <laughs> it's just like Top Gun? Yeah. yeah okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Good. Right. Good. Okay. And Top Gun is just yeah. like Venom. Right. Too. Roger that. Okay. Yeah. So yep. got it. Yeah. So it's just like Top Gun. They waited a long time to make another version of that movie, and I love the nostalgia piece they incorporated in it. So definitely, that gave us a lot of inspiration about what we would want to do with El Woods, and make sure that we had, make sure that we had all those touchstones that mattered to people back then. I feel like these characters are my friends, so I safeguarded them. I would never make a subpar mediocre version of their story. <laughs> well, uh, but uh, I mean, but would you though? Would you though? I mean, I mean, if we're holding it up to Venom standards, <laughs> holding it down to Venom standards. Yeah, if we're holding it down to Venom standards. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so are this, you ready for Legally Blonde three? Yeah. This is <laughs> this is <laughs> this is awesome. This is like 
All right, we're going to talk sports for a minute. Okay. Oh, Ready for some, some sports ball? Perfect. All right. One team's coach. Touchdown! Oh, no, sorry. I thought we were, I thought we were there. <laughs> One team's coach says something stupid. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, the other team sucks. And that gets reported in the, in the news. So then the other team, like, cuts it out of the newspaper and hangs it in their locker room. Right. Right. It's like in, yeah. in it's supposed to yeah. inspire the other team. Like, look what that coach said about you. Right. You know, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like I want to like cut this out and hang it in my locker. Quoting Reese Witherspoon when she says, I would never make the subpar mediocre version of their story. <laughs> like, I can't wait to see Legally Blonde 3 because I kind of feel like it's going to be subpar and mediocre. <laughs> Where is. Where is the Legally Blonde Purge crossover movie? <laughs> I, and why isn't it called Legally Blonde Perjury? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ben Yeah, I hear you. Um, my question is, all right, I've I have so many questions. <laughs> all right. <laughs> First of all, mm. Let me just state for the record, because yeah. I know you guys like to hold me like you like to point out contradictions. Mm. So I'm not buying it. I'm not going to allow contradictions. Okay. I liked Legally Blonde. Mm. Did you? I can't really say. Yeah. Okay. So I've watched it a few times. My my At least Kayla, I think Marley's a fan, but at least Kayla, like we have definitely watched Legally Blonde a few times in my house. I've at least seen it once, but not enough to be like... It didn't. I can't say. It, yeah. I liked it or disliked no, it. No, I, I liked it. Okay. Okay. Great. My follow-up question mm. is: I don't remember that Legally Blonde Two exists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it does, but I am equally sure it's not as good as Legally Blonde. I would love to be like this is Legally Blonde Two. And then show you white chicks and see how long it took you to figure out. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. So. I just feel like Reese Witherspoon, who I respect and admire. Yeah, sure. She's done some pretty great stuff these days. I mean, she is on top of it. Yeah. Talented, smart. Why is she going to make... I guess she already did, right? That's, uh, the, that's the thing. Is that the thing they no, already... They, they want to make it at some point. But I think that if... I mean, like, you don't know why they want to make it? Why? Money, 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 money. <laughs> we, need, money. <laughs> we need to get that sound clear. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So it's a paycheck film, but I guess I'm surprised because I feel like she's currently like an A-lister. Mm. I feel like paycheck movies are for people who are on the downside of their career and want to put a few more yeah, mil in I the don't bank. I think she's an A-lister film movie person anymore. Well, I do. I think she's A-list high-end cable television. No, I think she's a movie star and, and director. Here's my current example. Mm. Oh, she did have something recently that was really good last year. I didn't see it. I don't know if you saw it. Called? I can't remember, but it was like, wasn't it a biopic or a biopic? It was a biopic. Yeah. It was amazing. But what I'm talking about is her directorial um, Where the Crawdads Sing, mm. which did not open up to great reviews or box office but let me finish let me finish david (laughs) 
where the crawdad sing is not dropping. But here's my question. Where I, do I, the crawdads where sing? Where do the crawdads <laughs> sing? Because I know someone who saw that movie and I said, where do the crawdads sing? And they couldn't answer it. And I said, well, how many crawdads sing in the movie? Right. And she said, none. None. Yeah. And I said, mm. is it because the crawl moms won't let them sing? <laughs> What's the issue? Right. Yeah. And do they have crawdad jokes? Yeah. That's what. So many questions. Yeah. I'm not going to go see this highly intellectual film. All right. So here's my point. My point is that Reese Witherspoon knows what she's doing. It would be my opinion. Now, David, you're entitled to your own as we went through, we went over this with you this morning at the staff meeting. <laughs> <laughs> my opinion is that she's an A-lister. Mm. I think she's at the top of her game. But ah, I'm, I would agree she's top of her I just don't think she's, like, if you told me, well, we got to go see this new Reese Witherspoon movie, I, <laughs> I don't know that I'd be like, oh, yeah. Do we, though? But at the same time, like, I just, I forgot that last last couple of movies she made were, like, crazy amazing. Yeah, no, she's she's on the ball. So anyway, okay, so she's going to make um, Legally Blonde 3, and thank God for Venom, which gave us Top Gun, which apparently is giving us <laughs> Legally Blonde 3, yeah. and thank God that she would never make a subpar mediocre version. Right. Ronald Reagan would be so happy at this trickle down <laughs> <laughs> film film economics. All right. Uh, can I walk you through some Warner Brothers news? This is great. Right? This is amazing news. Now. I am so happy that the merger happened and that the new guy hates the old guy's work. Okay. You talk about that part of it and then I'll talk about the part I put in the show notes. Okay. So this, we talked about this a while ago. Yeah. The discovery. This is a two-part story. Yeah, discovery. there's a creative differences story, and there's a business story. Okay, the WB and Discovery merged, mm. and the new. Basically, what happened is there's a new CEO, and he came in and he was like, "All this DC crap you were doing before, yeah, obviously wasn't working." And they wiped the slate, and they they kept certain things in production like Shazam, like Aquaman, and like. Uh, Black Adam, because they were almost done. Mm. And then there are things like The Flash that have shut down because Ezra Miller's, Miller is trouble. But the whole thing was like, where, what's going on? Like, this is the Zack Snyderverse or whatever. Now they've come out and said the Zack Snyderverse isn't around. It was, the the boycott was populated by auto calls. Right. Autobots. And then a lot of the shows are ending because they either run too long or because they're tired of investing into them. Right. Which I think is probably the worst part of it because people like the shows and whatever. You like the shows, you like the shows, but whatever, because they're their own universe or whatever. But, uh, you know. I love how dismissive you are. If you like the shows, you like the shows. I can't say anything negative about Because, like, what David means is if you're dumb enough to like these shows, yeah. that's your problem. No. Uh, that's exactly what I mean. <laughs> yeah. If you think your intelligence level is low enough, right. and you enjoy... Those DC shows. <laughs> no. no, I'm sure they're good. I just haven't, haven't gotten into them. Okay. Like, I like Peacemaker. All right, so what happened? So what happened is they made a Batgirl movie. Mm, great. And With a Latino female lead. Right, fine, yeah. whatever. Le Leslie Grace, I think? I don't remember. Something who. like that. Yeah. Whatever, Yeah. fine. I know people were upset because the the racial casting or whatever, but I think it was fine. But... Nothing about this movie sounded like it was going to be good. Because mm. it sounded like they were just, because this is, when they announced it, they were just like announcing everything. This is not what we would call 
good. Yeah. <laughs> so do should I talk about what happened when they screened it? Yeah. So they started screening Batgirl. Mm. It's done. It took forever. Mm. Um, and apparently it was so horribly panned by the test audiences that this movie that cost near $100 million. $90 million. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers has said, yeah. it's not even good enough for HBO Max. Because originally it was for the theaters. And then it was for HBO Max. And then they decided it was going to go back to theaters. Right. And they started test screening it. Mm. And the test screen reviews were so bad that Warner Brothers has decided it's not good enough to release at all. At all. Like, they're just like, no. How about we just not revisit this thing? Right. And I wonder which other of the movies we're going to wish they did mm. that. Like Aquaman, maybe. I don't know, I have high hopes for Shazam. Black Adam yeah. stands to be seen. Well, there's a rumor, and we're going to come back to the Batgirl topic, but there's a rumor that Shazam and Aquaman are getting moved off their dates. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. A rumor reported by The Hollywood Reporter. I have to go get back to that. So what did you have to say about this story? Well, what I it's, it's not what I had to say about it. It's the part of the story that I read with most interest. If you've listened to this show for a long time, you remember that early on in the show, we started the show right around the time. Like 10 minutes ago or 20, 24 <laughs> minutes and 47 seconds ago? We started this show right around the time when streaming was becoming like a thing. Mm, as Streaming film. Streaming movies. Yeah. You know, and people started saying like, oh, this is going to be the end of the movie business. Right. Movie theaters are a thing of the past. Right. That's why we record this in a field. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And... I consistently held the position that, no, no, this is no different than when they invented Betamax mm. and when they invented VHS. And ironically, when they, I always include when they invented HBO, you know, and then when they invented big screen TVs and home theater systems, and it's one thing after another. And every time there's some big move, some big step forward, in the quality of what you can watch at home, right. some idiot writes for the New York Times and says, oh, this is the end of the movie business. Now, you'll admit that Laserdisc was the real end. <laughs> right. The theatrical <laughs> right. association came together and, right. and put it under the ground before right. it could take Thank off. God. Yeah. Thank God. Because otherwise... That was close. We'd be singing a whole different tune. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but I always use the example, and I apologize to everyone that's heard me say this a hundred times, but just in case... I always use the example, everybody has a kitchen. Some people have really nice kitchens. Some people have crazy fancy kitchens right. with high-end commercial-grade killer kitchens. Mm. But sometimes you, want, you still want to go out to dinner, right? And that's what the movie theater is, is sometimes you want to go out to dinner. Sometimes you want to sit in your living room and watch TV, and that's right. great. And you can watch HBO, and you can watch all the movies that are streaming at home. But sometimes you want to go out. You want to have a theatrical experience with a movie that was made for the theater. And what I've consistently said uh, through essentially the, the rise and then recently the fall of streaming is you can't – there's no business model that makes sense for streaming platforms to spend Hollywood money on what ends up being made for TV movies. Mm -hmm. We've seen that begin, you know, to, to really fall apart. But with the Batgirl, it came up in conversation, and there's a great quote right here. And this is from a high-level Warner Brothers executive on the topic of canceling Batgirl. 
he goes on to say, at a certain point, it doesn't make financial sense to spend 80 million or 90 million on a streaming movie as it won't necessarily attract more subscribers than say a $40 million movie. In an earnings disclosure, by the way, HBO and HBO Max streaming counted 76.8 million combined global subscribers. Going forward, a streaming film will be made for a more modest number. And if it's for theatrical, it better feel theatrical. So that's the end of the quote. I thought that was absolutely like so great to see a top studio executive commenting on like, hey, if we're going to push shit on TV, we're going to spend $40 million to make it. And if we're going to make a movie that's theatrical, it better be theatrical and we're going to spend $100 million right. to make it. And you're seeing this more and more, this trend more and more with the streaming movies. Now, if you look, before it was like Chris Evans starring in this new right. breakout streaming movie He's the star, and every you don't know anyone else in the movie. Right. It costs thirty million thousand dollars to right. you know to make, and it's this big thing. It's going to start a franchise, but now they're like, "Hey, here's an okay comedy, and it's got The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. We got three stars. Right. Everything else is low budget. Right. But we got three stars in it. You know these names, so they're upping the stars and yeah. lowering the yeah. quality of the movie. Yeah, and it's just satisfying for me to see an executive being quoted in a mainstream, you know, industry magazine, uh, trade magazine to be consistent, you know, to, to start to acknowledge what we've been saying for the last three years. Yeah. I'm just saying. You're just saying. Now, some news for you Yoker fans out there. Yeah, this is hot. This is, see now, had we recorded yesterday, we would not be able to report you. Right. You, you would be out of the loop on Yoker news. Yeah. But here, Joker Fileadu <laughs> announced for October 2024, uh, Todd Phillips is back and will be directing yeah. uh, this musical. Do you know what Fileadu refers to? It means the madness of two, right? Yeah. So it, yeah. it refers to a medical, madness. Uh, yeah, a medical condition that with twins get. Mm. So twinsies. <laughs> it's like us. Yeah. Yeah. Twinning. <laughs> What's the second part of this? You want to, if I had a nickel for every time I walked into the theater and the kids were like, David, Oh shit. It's Ben. Oh, right. Everybody act, act, yeah. start doing work. <laughs> right, 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 right. Look, look busy. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I think that's the end of the Warner brothers story. Uh, there's what we already commented that Shazam and Aquaman. Oh, wait, well let's not gloss over this. Okay. This is an hour old, this news story, mm -hmm. that Joker Folia Du uh, is announced for October of 2024 with Todd Phillips coming back. We had talked about this, maybe. I think this is the first time we're saying this is happening. Yeah. And it has an October release date of 24. I think this is exciting. I would be not on board if it wasn't Todd Phillips. Right. I'm, I, I don't think we need this. Lady Gaga's I, rumored I, to be involved again. Yeah, I still don't think we need this, but I want to see where, oh, where we'll it take goes. It. Yeah. I want to see where it goes. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I I guess I would lean. I'm I'm kind of in the same spot you are, except I would lean a little more towards like I kind of do need this, like because I remember when Joker was over, I was like, I want more of this. 
And I called you here today to talk about your addiction. <laughs> Yoker movies? Okay. Well, if we're going to talk about my addiction to Yoker movies, we're going to have to talk about your addiction to Paramount+. Plus. Ah, don't bring Star Trek into this! Don't, how how dare <laughs> you, good sir? How dare you throw back <laughs> my weakness into my face. <laughs> Did I tell you that I got hate mail from a guy and at the end of the email he signed it, good day, sir. <laughs> Swear to God. Wow. So normally I don't reply back to hate mail, but um, I wrote back so that I could have the opportunity to sign good day, sir. <laughs> I felt like I was in like a colonial yeah. you know, thing. All right. So anyway, Speaking of Paramount Plus, mm. Paramount Plus, and I've I have just locked down the segue of the day, so oh, yeah. every all you other suckers can quit trying because I nailed that. I might as well just go home. Yeah, go home. Beavis and Butthead coming to Paramount Plus. It's already didn't already. I have no idea. I just saw the it's headline. It's a movie, right? I, th- I, think I don't show- know. I don't know what it is, but I saw it something about Paramount Plus, and I was like, "Oh, David's been looking for a reason to hang on to Paramount Plus." I need something between my Star Trek. <laughs> right. If this doesn't do it, I by God, I don't know what will. I know it's like a few more weeks till the next Star Trek show starts, and I'm kind of <laughs> like, uh, maybe I cancel. I don't know. I like. Can I just say, like, can we digress for a moment? Hmm. I, I'm. I'll, we'll talk a little more later, but I'm really into Stranger Things, and mm-hmm. I love being able to watch it as fast as I can. Yeah. Like, binge watch it. But we're also really into Murders in the Building. Mm. And there's something, like, pleasing in a painful way. Like, you get to the end of the episode, and you're like, oh, we got to wait a week. Yeah. You know, and it's like, there's something, I can't quite articulate the feeling or put my finger on it, but there's something to be said Right for having like the old school, like you got to wait till next week to find out. It depends on what kind of show it is. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Like I really enjoyed Stranger Things. Not Stranger Things. Strange New World. Star Trek Strange New World. Mm -hmm. Like every week, having that to look forward to. Yeah. On Thursday, but Star Trek Discovery. I'm like, just give it to me. Right. I don't like. I I want to know what happens, but I don't care enough to like. Right. Think about it all week. Yeah. 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 Okay. One last little bit of news, um, just on the box office business. We're kind of winding down summer. Bullet Train is what we're going to watch next week, and that kind of end. That's the last big movie of the summer. Mm. So all my teacher friends need to start, you know, getting their shit back together and mm. get ready to go back to school. All our students. Do we have any students to listen? I know a couple. Well, um, I think all our listeners are students. Of the culture that we can bring. Students of life. Yeah, we are teaching them yes. every week. <laughs> God. <Yeah. no>. <laughs> Incorrectly, <laughs> we're still teaching. <laughs> totally wrong. Yeah, th- teaching doesn't mean that it's right. Bad <laughs> right. habits get taught. As evidenced by the entire higher education system <laughs> right. of North America. Yeah. yeah. Um, or I shouldn't say North America, of America. Um, but anyway, lest I digress... How come that's not an expression? Lest, I think you used it wrong. Lest I digress. Okay. Wouldn't you be digressing by continuing? Because <laughs> lest I digress would I, mean that you would stop. Right, 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 right. I better stop here lest I digress. No, that's the same thing. You just said the same thing twice. <laughs> I better stop here. I need to stop here. I think you're saying I better not. I better stop here or else I will digress. 
Right. Lest. But aren't you going to continue talking? Oh, I am. But I'm just on a tangent of whether or not I can say lest I digress. You just say, <laughs> but uh, alas, I digress. Alas, alas. Alas, I digress. Um, okay. But alas, I digress. <laughs> Frodo's like stabbing her ears right now. <laughs> like how we probably both got it wrong. <laughs> she turned this show off 20 minutes ago. <laughs> All right. So here's my point. Here's my point, David. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you getting to a point? <laughs> I'm like a brand new pencil. I have no point. <laughs> here's my point. Bullet train is officially bringing in the end of the summer, mm. but I don't think it's going to move the needle in terms of box office. The week after bullet train, there's two exciting developments. Oh, both Top Gun and E.T., Extraterrestrial, yeah. are coming back to IMAX. Okay. Both of them will feature special content. Both of them, uh, E.T. was remastered for IMAX. So, I mean, it's not a new release, but, like, we've been getting phone calls all summer, like, hey, I love Top Gun. When are you gonna- When's E.T. coming out? <laughs> <laughs> hey, when are you going to play the rest of my favorite 80s movies? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, so Top Gun Maverick is coming back to IMAX. If you remember the big drama, because we wanted to play it over 4th of July instead mm. of Minions, um, but we we decided to be good sports. Like, no way, Jose. Yeah. Here's my question, though. Yeah. Bigger question, because I don't care about E.T. or Top Gun coming back. Huh. What's up with everything, everywhere, all at once coming back? Oh, I... Because you were like, it's coming back, and I looked, and it, it wasn't on the schedule. No, it came back. It came back? Yeah. You must... Uh, it wasn't it, listed on the on a website, though. Was it, was it here last weekend? No, it was just the one week that I mentioned it to you. Oh, because the week you mentioned it to me, you were like, we have a week off, and then it comes back. Well, it's supposed to be back with eight extra minutes of content. Oh, I didn't hear about that. And that, I'm like, I want to know, I want to see those other eight minutes. So I was like, I'm ready to go see it again. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I wonder, because I read and an it, article. It, the release date for that was last week. I read an article that it was getting released again in select IMAX theaters. Oh. And I wonder if that's where you get the special eight minutes. Maybe. But it's funny that you would mention that because I just agreed to book a um, small movie called Mac and Rita. For August twelfth, right. I like mac and cheese. Yeah, so would I like mac and Rita? Yeah, probably not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just being real. <laughs> I just. <laughs> oh, thanks. You want me to tell you? No. You will enjoy no, it. No, 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 no. I mean, you sold me, David. It's 89 minutes long. It stars mm. Diane Keaton, and it's uh, about a 70 year old who thinks she's a teenager, and it's like a buddy movie. Whoa, 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 whoa! There's no cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my point. Yeah. Right before, I swear to God, mm. right before the show, I emailed. A24 and said, hey, how about we bring back everywhere, everything all at once? Yeah. By the way, you know what else is still holding on? What's that? One show a day, but that show usually sells a dozen tickets or so. Hmm. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Oh, nice. Yeah. I hear it's, uh, it's, if it's your thing, it's really good. Yeah, that's exactly the best way to put it. It's, yeah. it's a box office flop, but the people, people are coming out to watch it and the people who are watching it are loving it. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. That's the news. Back to reality. <laughs> right. So 
Let's get into trailers. Jamermo Baberbo. Jamermo Baberbo has, I'm going to say my trailer of the week. What? What? This, not only is this not my I'm trailer. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. What? <laughs> not only is this not my trailer of the week, of the four trailers that we have. Did you even watch this trailer? I watched all four trailers. And I was very careful to pick the correct Pinocchio trailer. Okay, I was going to say, did yeah. you watch the right Pinocchio trailer? No, I was trailer? very careful. And of the four trailers that we watched, this is my fourth. Get out of here. Shut the front door. I said, True. what? Right. You said what four times? Yeah. Like but, the clock in Stranger Things. I know, so get ready. Yeah. Vecna's coming for you. <laughs> um, I love this. All right, so you tell know, like, you tell know, I love Jimmermo Baberbo. Tell us why you love this trailer so much. And listen, I'm sorry. Let me give you some perspective. It's not that I disliked the trailer. It's that I really liked the other three trailers. So in other words, I'm not going to sit here and say there's anything wrong with this trailer. What other three? Oh, the other three trailers here. Yeah. I thought you meant the other three Pinocchio trailers. Right. No, no. I love the, the claymation-y look. Yep. yep. I love the, I love the Ewan McGregor vocals. Um, the Jeremy uh, Robo like like aesthetics to mm-hmm. it that I, mm-hmm. I love what he does in his films. You know it's going to be a little bit darker because mm-hmm. of the way that he does things. Mm-hmm. I just think I'm just totally on board for that. And uh, honestly, I of the other three movies, only one of them I feel like I would actually see, and that's only kinda. Mm. Um. I mean, so we'll let's, probably see it if there's nothing else. So let's week. talk about this movie. So Pinocchio yeah. opens on Netflix and in sub, in select, select theaters, theaters. Right. in November. So, you know, it might be, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about it because I think I've shown that if it, <clears throat> I'm on board, if it has a, you know, even a 10 day window or a seven day window or, you know, something like that. Right. Um, I'm cool with the Netflix theatrical releases, but you know what? You know what? When when I heard you talking about this trailer, I think what the problem for me is I and I, this is like somebody who doesn't like cheesecake. Like everybody likes cheesecake, but some people just don't like cheesecake, right? Yeah. I I didn't love the claymation. Like that doesn't necessarily like do it for me. Mm-hmm. What's it like not to have a soul? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm I know what it's like not to have a soul. <laughs> Thank you for salvaging that, <laughs> that comment. One time my friend said, I was sweating like a whore in church. And I said, how would you know? You don't go to church. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. All right, let, what's the next what's the next trailer? All right, so the next trailer is a movie called Pearl, mm. which this is my trailer of the week. It stars Mia Goth, who I don't do you know that name without me saying no, who it is? She looked really familiar. Yeah, she looked familiar, so I looked it up. She co-starred with um Anya Taylor-Joy in Emma. Oh. Yeah, okay. she was sort of the the best friend, I yeah. th- I think. Um but anyway, this movie Pearl looks I predict that you're going to love this movie. No. Yes, you will. Because all those scenes where she's murdering people, I think those are like her like imagination. Nope. Like, I think... I, I learned stuff about this movie bef- as I was walking up here and I ran into Goonies Jason. Tell me. Tell, tell me. Pearl mm-hmm. is a prequel to the movie X. Okay. 
Do you remember the movie X no. that came out that we did not see? It was where a bunch of people went to film a porno at this farm, and then the old lady and the old man that owned the farm killed them. Mm, I didn't get that movie. And, we didn't play that here. Right, because it went straight to Shudder or whatever. Yeah. Right? This is a prequel to that about how the old woman that's crazy that kills everybody became a killer as a, when she was younger. David, I am so... I cannot begin to tell you how disappointed I am to hear that. Because I took this trailer a whole different way. Oh, no, she's a killer. I took this trailer an entirely different, more... Int- I should make this movie. I'm going to take the trailer yeah. and make my own... Movie of it. Yeah. Where it's because, all in her head. Because my movie is fascinating. What is your movie? It's called Pearl, and it stars Mia Roth. The girl who co-starred with Anya Taylor-Joy in Emma. <laughs> you remember her? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's fascinating yeah. because she has all these pent-up feelings of rage inside of mm. her. And she keeps imagining herself killing these people. Right. As like a coping strategy. But really she's forced because of societal norms, you know, to smile and, and, and wear a mask, if you will. I mean, my movie's going to be amazing. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it now? Remember that Beatles song, They're Going to Put Me in the Movies? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to make a big star out of me. That's you. All right. So my my trailer of the week just fell from Pearl, and now my trailer of the week is a movie that does not look very good, but the trailer physically moved me, mm. and the trailer's called Fall. Really? Did, did you watch this trailer? Yeah. You texted me about this trailer, and I thought this looked like Straight to home video schlock. Oh, that's right. You wrote back. Why wouldn't you just climb down the rope? Yeah. Yeah. So they're stuck at the top of a cell tower. Yeah. And it looks intense as hell. I'll give you that. It does come across as, ten- as intense as Wait, hell. Wait, can I just ask but you? But just the day before, I watched a video about people who ta- cut down trees. Yeah. And they just like tie the rope around. It's like a rope yep. around their waist. Yep. And then they just like shimmy. Shimmy down. And I'm like, well, why didn't they just do that? Because the pole gets thicker the further you go down. And they have 50 foot of rope. Yeah. All right, I have three things. Attention's I have there. Three things we need to discuss. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. First of all, did you watch this trailer on your phone? Yes. Okay. I'll bet you if you watched it on a proper TV like I did, it you would have thought better of it. And then I'll take that a step further. And if I'll bet you that trailer on like ahead of Thor or something like on a big movie, I'll bet you that trailer is whack. I bet you it's scary as hell. Is it? Because this trailer is the same quality as that like movie that with um, I can't even with Ryan Reynolds' wife where she was stuck on the buoy. Yeah, and, the, the and there was a shark, shark circling. Yeah, her. it's yeah. like the same level. Exact same like, thing. Yeah. yeah, I just I don't know. I just thought I I watched it and I literally was like, I had vertigo. So you fell for this movie, eh? I told I fell for fall. All right, my second thing mm. is you use the word shimmy. Yeah. I have a friend who every now and then when I'm talking to him, he's like, I'm shimmying up Route 222 on my way to work. And <laughs> <laughs> he's shimmy on up. Is that the mystery gobble? Nope. Nope. Somebody who actually we've never talked about on the show Whoa. before. Yeah. Rude. Yeah, I know. And All then right. I had a third thing, but I forget what it was. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I expect no more than that, that, that kind of devotion. <laughs> Speaking of devotion. <laughs> oh. Hey-oh. Oh. 
a runner up. Yeah. I mean, you're never going to beat my Paramount Plus segue, but that was, was, pretty close. was pretty good. The last trailer we have is for a movie called Devotion. It's about church? Yeah. Oh. Church Hill? No. No. Not quite. It's about the Forgotten War. Mm, Korea. Which, yeah. Which uh, my mother listened to an episode yep. like a few weeks behind. And we mentioned this movie before, and it was The Forgotten War. And we were like, which is The Forgotten War? And then I got a text that just said, your father was in The Forgotten War. And I was like, what? <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? Like three weeks later. So my father was in The Korean hey, War. There you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is about a, a African-American pilot. and Based on true story. Based on true story. And I don't, I'm not familiar with the story. And I'm choosing not to look it up so that when I do see this movie... I could have made this my trailer of the week too. I thought this was really well done. It, it's a very good trailer. Yeah, it's it's exciting. So yeah. this is one of those movies that I would totally watch, but if I missed it, I wouldn't be heartbroken. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so those are our trailers, and now we're going to move into movie review. This week we watched a movie called Vengeance, mm. starring B.J. Novak of The Office, and this movie was rated R for what the F bomb, I guess. Times. Been the it really could have been a hard PG-13, but yeah. um, this was a, a movie that was billed as sort of a dark comedy. Yeah. I think it would live up to that praise. It was a little bit more of a drama um, than a it was. I would not call it a comedy. Of the four people in the theater, mm. I did laugh often. Same. But I was the only one laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did any of them look disappointed? I have I have yet. Just so, by the way, for your listeners, um, this movie did horrible. Mm. Like, we're, we're going to talk about it, and I liked the movie, but it was a box office failure. Yeah. Uh, so I my point is I haven't seen anybody. Like, a lot of times I can tell you, oh, the like I said earlier about Marcel, I talked to some customers coming out of it, and they, were, they loved it. I have not seen a customer come out of vengeance yet. So I haven't really had a sense, but my concern would be, we've talked about this on the show before. I hate when a movie, when you think it's one thing, it turns out to be another. Yeah. You could say that this movie was billed as a comedy. I was kind of expecting almost like hangover type. Uh, like see, I thought things, I thought, I thought things were going to get wild. I know BJ Novak stuff. And this was, I, this is a hundred percent what I expected out of it. Okay. Him. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, I laughed a lot too, though. That was good. Hundred percent. It's the big thing in, the, in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, a lot of it felt very real, to the point where it was. That's the part that made it funny. I was like, oh, this is cringy, but right. it's, that's kind of funny. Um, you know, just just the idioms of like saying hundred percent about yeah. everything, and then the guy's like, really, one hundred percent? Right. Like people who aren't used to to that kind of stuff. Uh, the cultural differences were funny, um, and then coming from a podcast background, like. The struggles there were relatable for me, mm. just like to come up with a story, how I would I would love to make content like what he's striving to make, mm. but it's so difficult. And I've I've never quite hit the mark when I've tried to do it. Mm. It's so hard and it's so much work. And they, they didn't show that like he's out there recording, but they I mean they showed a room of people supporting him right. who were actually doing the behind the scenes stuff that but when you're doing it all by yourself, it's just so overwhelming. But um so I really liked that aspect, and the, and I saw it with my friend the Share Bear, and uh, she was like not expecting to like it at all, and she said she enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I don't know. I 
it's uh, at the same time. Would you tell anyone to go see this movie? Yes. Really? Carefully. Mm. Like I would not tell just anyone. I. You have to be. I. Th- here's here's. Let me say this about that. I think you have to be smart and have your eyes open to the world that we live in to appreciate the points that they were making in this movie. Right. And let me go a step further. This is the smartest movie that we've seen since Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I would say is smarter. So this is the second smartest movie of the year. But this movie had some fascinating points. This movie is not a movie I would expect to see at Penn Cinema. This is the type of movie that I would have seen a trailer for six months ago and been like, oh, that looks really good. And then watched Midtown, mm. you know, two screen indie theater mm. to get. And then I probably would have loved the movie a lot more because of all the effort I had to put in to actually <laughs> right. be one of the few people right, right. that saw it. Cause there are movies like sideways yeah. and the satisfaction of knowing that you, yeah, like I went the, yeah. the pinkies outness of yeah. being like, I saw this little right. indie film right. And right. it's really good. And you'll hear about it at the Oscars or, yeah. you know, it's going to win some board for, for like writing like brick or right. brick did or whatever. And, uh, that's the kind of like this, that's what I, this film reminded me of that experience. Yeah. Um, but other than like pirate Dave or anyone else who's like pinkies out about movies, I, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't recommend yeah. this to anybody. I would recommend it to people who are interested like people who are open, you know, to, to thinking about things. This movie made me look at some things differently. It made me think about some things differently. Just for an example, it, the commentary on on we listen to playlists now instead mm-hmm. of albums. Yeah. Like just that little scene, that one little exchange, like that was fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything we consume reinforces our like of what we already like. Uh, we don't consume anything anymore except for what we've already demonstrated we like. The only thing that took me out of the movie was uh, in the end, he, they're like, oh, the episodes go live tomorrow. They're on the server. And he logs into the server on his phone and he deletes the show. Yeah. And as a content creator, someone who's been a content creator for over 10 years. Right. You never just have one copy. Right. Like that was the most BS thing. It was like, Okay, he deleted it off the server, yeah, right. but I guarantee that radio station complex level place right. has a computer with that on right, it right. somewhere. <laughs> like, how else did it get onto the server? They didn't make it and edit it on the server. So, I mean, I get what they were going for, but my content creator side was like, yeah, no, uh, that's not how it works in the real world. Yeah. Listen, I'm a big shot podcast guy. I don't know if you so. know, I've been making low level content for quite some time right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I thought this was uh, the best movie I've ever seen. And I'm going to say worst movie of all time. Worst movie of all time. Because I couldn't, re- well, I liked the movie, but I couldn't recommend it to anybody. Did we flip flop? We did. Last week was the opposite. Yeah. I thought that might happen. Yeah. Too. Interesting. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to listener feedbacks. Uh, Questions, comments, suggestions, and so forth. And the first person we heard from, fan favorite. We do the gobble gobble. We do the turkey wobble. We do the gobble gobble. Can I just interject something here? Hmm. Just oh so quickly. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> the mystery gobble just celebrated a milestone birthday, so <gasps> we'll give him a big shout out. Twenty one. Happy birthday! He can finally have the drink. Yeah. Legal. Yeah. You know. And we know you've been slipping him a Mickey. Right. Left and right. <laughs> like, He's not a big yeah. drinker. You know what he likes to drink? He likes to drink a gimlet. I don't even know what that is. I don't either. I've been hanging out with him for years, and he orders a gimlet, and I, I'm sure. I Are gar- you sure that's not just like I, liquid goblets? I guarantee like gim- that he giblets? has explained that he has told me what that drink is. I gar- I know he has, but I don't it's, remember. It's a what part it was. of a chicken. I right. guarantee you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's drinking liquid chicken. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, please proceed. Happy birthday to our man. Happy birthday, no, Mr. Please. Mystery Gobble. <laughs> He says, he wrote in. Yes. He said, if the podcast and its listeners are a village. Because, wait, what was the reference? Last week, Shady Shady Lady Lady wrote in and said, this is really cool how some of our listeners know each other. Like, they don't know each other, but they write in knowing. It's not a city, but it's like a village. It's like a village. It was a nice note from a listener of ours. It was what they call a backhanded compliment. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's nice because it's like it's a city, but right. let's not pretend you're big enough no, no, to no. be a right. city. Yeah, it's like you a suck. Yeah, but you're popular just enough. Right. Yeah. All right. He said, if the podcast and its listeners are a village, who was the village idiot? <laughs> Never mind. I worked it out. Never mind. I worked it out. <laughs> this one came in. I don't get it. He worked it out. <laughs> but here's the thing. He never directly said who it was. That's what I'm saying. Which is crazy because then we got another email right, right. from Frodo and right. she said, no, 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 no. Hold up, people. If we're a village, I want to be the village idiot. Love it. So I don't know if he's saying he is or if he's saying he figured out that she was. <laughs> Never mind. I worked it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so that, good. The scientists will have to figure this out. They'll look at this document later and be like, who... Who figured it out first? David, would you be surprised? I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes, you would be surprised. Would you be surprised if I told you that I recently attended a cooking class <gasps> with one mystery gobble? No way. Yep. You guys know how to make eggs now? Uh, well, gobble is a high level. He could be teaching the class. What? Really? He's a chef. He's amazing. Chef Boyardee? Yeah, pretty much. No, Chef Boyardee is me. I can I make great avocado toast. Actually, I shouldn't put myself. Why down. do you I, need to go to a cooking class? I can make stuff because it's fun. You take your wives and you go out and yeah, but you can't eat anything there. No, yeah, you can. You're like you're like oh, how about we make this great meal with meat? And you're like oh, I have my oh my uh, god, you are the absolute <laughs> worst. I'll add some straw oh. and hay. <laughs> oh, my God. And some lettuce leaves. Mmm, deliciosos. All you're doing is revealing your ignorance. <laughs> how little you know. I was, I, keep in mind, <laughs> I, I was vegetarian until I was nine years old, so I've lived that life. I just, I can still make fun of it. Okay. Yes. And I just think it's funny. Good I'm for gonna, you. I'm going to learn how to cook. None of the things that you require a lot of cooking. <laughs> oh, my God. You are the w- absolute worst. Uh, what did you make? I forget what we made, but it was like noodles, and it had a um, a sauce mm. that required – we, we made our own uh, bread twists. Oh. Bread. We baked the bread, and we made the dough and stirred the dough and put it in the oven. Oh. And uh, I forget what the what the meal was called, but it was like kind of like uh, it was a vegetarian, as actually vegan dish. Whoa. It was um, 
had all kinds of yummy like Thai. That's the word I'm looking for. It was like mm. a Thai noodle thing. It had chopped up peanuts and it had um, scallions and it had delicious um, ginger. I, I grated the ginger myself. Whoa. It was really good. We had a great time. So much fun. Zest was the name of the place right there in Lidditz. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Well, now I know. I feel like that was a lot of abuse. I'm trying to share a nice story. <laughs> I feel like I should have kept going. <laughs> I stopped a little early, honestly. All right. What Frodo have to say this week? All right. Last week, we, we put a call. <laughs> Wait. Should we change your name to Village Idiot? <laughs> Frodo the Village Idiot. <laughs> Frodo the Village Idiot. Yeah. Last week, we, 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 have a, we have a little button here. Right. And she doesn't have a theme song at this moment. Right. But she has a little button we press, and it's like, we have these spinny red lights that go off (laughs) and like they spin here right? and they spin at her house. Right. They're like, she's like, Oh shit. Oh yeah. I've been called. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello. Real podcasters. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the bat phone. Yeah, exactly. Very similar. And we put, so we put a call out right? and we said, what's up with this Dragon Ball Z? Is it going to be, is Dragon Ball Z super? Is that what it's called? Dragon Ball Z super? Is is it going to be good? Is it going to draw in people? She had a lot to say. She's okay. not a fan of Dragon Ball, mm. but she ended her 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 uh, critique of Dragon Ball with this. She says, "Does the fan base want this movie? Does Dragon Ball Super even measure up to the popularity of Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z in the eyes in their eyes in the first place? The thing is, even though the Dragon Ball franchise is one of the most popular manga slash anime franchises of all time, of all time does not equate to currently. Mm. And I don't know if that reputation of intense popularity stands now, but there also isn't a strong reason to think that it won't have a massive audience. I'm not in the fan base, so I'd be going beyond my borders, uh, the borders of my Ballwick. Bailiwick. Bailiwick. Beyond the borders of my Bailiwick. If I tried to claim I knew anything beyond that about how anticipated the movie is. Mm. So I think she had some good point. Cause I think I was kind of trying to say the same thing last week that like Dragon Balls is insanely popular, but it's one of those things that's insanely popular over a very broad, mm. like widespread spread audience. But when you take it to like, if we were in a city like New York, no problem. But like here in Lidditz, is there enough Dragon Ball fans to like, I don't know. But then again, I would have said even less about about Demon Hunter. And that was like insane when that came out. Well, the pre-sales are indicating that there is an audience. There is. Good. Not anything like insane, but definitely like good. good. But I think it's her point is really interesting. So it reminds me of kind of like somebody, you know, putting out a Gone with the Wind feature. Mm. You know, the most popular movie of all time. Like, Okay, well, it is. If you adjust for inflation, Gone with the Wind is the most successful movie of all time, but that doesn't mean anybody today is into it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Penn, what are you doing? What are you seeing? What's been going on in your world outside of the theatre? Well, I told you about the cooking class. Yeah. And also, uh, shout out to our number one fan, Mm. Marley Bear. Oh. I helped move her into her new digs in Philly. Yeah. So she's now an official resident she's of born the and raised. brother, right? <laughs> Shooting and hooping some b-ball outside of the school, right? Yep, just yeah. like you. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Same. Um, but 
What am I watching? I am, as you've picked up on during this episode, fully invested in Stranger Things. I'm in, I'm in the home stretch. I'm not to the last episode, Whoa. but I'm like getting there. Uh, so I'm going to be sad when it's over because I'm really loving it. Yeah. Well, there's I, another season coming. So Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, great. They have one more season. Oh, good. Um, I also div- digressed off that, diverted off that. Um, lest I digress. Lest, <laughs> lest I digressed. Um, I watched that new documentary, Woodstock 99. Uh-huh. Have you heard of that? No. It's no, on no. Netflix. I was um, laughing about lest I digress. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to sound like I wasn't interested in Woodstock 99. <laughs> it, I'm not saying that you should be. The documentary, as far as documentaries go, is pretty lame. But it's an interesting topic. Mm. Like, it's just interesting, like, some the story of how Woodstock 99 was such a train wreck, which is actually the name of the documentary, mm. Train Wreck. Interesting. What are you up to? Well, this week... What kind of trouble are you getting into? I've, I've been continuing down the road of Westworld season four, I think. And this season has had an amazing twist. And uh, that just... Like, I was kind of like... Hey, what's going on? But then the twist, uh, chef's kiss. Mm. Uh, so uh, I've been enjoying Westworld. Two more episodes to go. Oh. We'll see what's up. Um, but here's the big one. Mm. I've heard about this from a bunch of people. One of my favorite independent comic series of all time, written by my favorite comic author, Brian K. Vaughn, is Paper Girls. Mm. And they finally made it into a show. And it's good. But I, I don't know. Like I, I gotta say, I was a little disappointed. Mm. And I thought, if I'm disappointed and I want this to be good, then nobody must be watching the mm. show. That's but, not true. But then I looked at the ratings, and the ratings for it are really high, which makes me really optimistic. Because the things that I didn't like about the show weren't really anything <laughs> about it as much. Like I mean, it wasn't the subject or the acting. The girls are great. Like some of the writing could have been tightened up a little bit. My thing is the comic is so weird, right? Like it's like, it's like immediately there's weird shit happening like all the time because it deals with time travel and stuff. But the budget for this was like, (laughs) we have a bunch of girls. Let's keep the time travel as close to current times as we can so that it's not too difficult to make you believe you're in the 80s or the 70s or the 90s. And, you know, these people are interacting that, but let's not go to the future or the past or anything like the, like the, you know, let's not have, and then let's not have flying spaceships and stuff until the very last episode when they introduce this element. So I'm hoping that if, if it really, if people are really loving it, like, like it seems like they are, um, because I hadn't heard any buzz about it either. I mean, uh, that season two will have a bigger budget and thus they'll be able to do the like storyline arcs that, that I, yeah. Thought was missing from this one. Yeah. So I think that's pretty typical of you. Like, um, of me. Yeah. Like, if, like somebody like loves a show and your problem with it is usually like not something that everybody else has a problem with. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like all the people, well, nobody is talking about vengeance, but if they were, I guarantee nobody's like, Boy, at the end when he deleted those files, like that's <laughs> that not, didn't a, seem that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, "Can't believe he killed that You're guy." Right. Hey, you always right. have you always have like a problem with like you know some like reality or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. Yeah. So, Paper Girls, I would recommend that if you like weird time travel stories and you like Stranger Things, is it scary at all? 
No. I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna suggest this to Amy and see if we can watch it. Yeah, and it stars the younger sister from Stranger Things. Oh, okay. She's one of the lead actresses. Nice. Yeah. So it's cool to see her doing other things. Okay. So. All right, next week, we're going to watch Bullet Train. You excited? I can't wait. I'm actually pretty pumped about it. We've this. talked about this on the show. This, this After the last trailer, this became my most yeah. anticipated movie of the rest of the year. Of, of the next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, David. Yeah. As a matter of fact. Boom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of all the movies that we're going to watch next, next week, week, this is the one I'm most looking forward the biggest to. biggest one. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right, look. If you want to be a part of the show, mm. number one way to do that is to send us an email over at podcast at pencinema.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook. You can trailer Master Jason's over there posting trailers and comments about the trailers, which I love. Mm. So head over there. Let us know what you think of the trailers and stuff. Shoot us an email podcast at pencinema.com if you want to hear us talk about it on the show. But if you want to support the show, oh, support. what's the number one way people can do that? Well, David, I, I don't know if you picked up on it. But I already started teasing what, oh. what, the, what the task yeah. this week is. So we've introduced a new segment. Uh, I, I think you were. <laughs> I think you stepped out of the room during the staff. Yeah, meeting. I must have. Yeah. Yeah, when yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we have a new segment on the show. Yeah. And it's called, uh, wait, I forget what we said it was going to be called. Um, it's called. <laughs> it's called the special phrase. Yeah. And what what the special phrase is is the phrase of the week. That's yeah. what it's called. That's what it's called. It's called phrase the phrase of the week. Of the week. Yeah. And what you should do is use the phrase of the week in a sentence where it makes no sense whatsoever. And then when somebody asks you, "What would you say?" you can be like, "Oh, I, I said listen to the Pensano podcast." Yeah, I said, or or you can say, "I, I learned that phrase from listening to the Pensano podcast." And then they'll be like, "What? That phrase was so cool." <laughs> like, I don't think you're using that right. Right. And then, and then you can say. Well, they are teachers. <laughs> right. So right. I trust them. Right. So, David, <laughs> let's see if you can guess. What's the phrase of the week? <laughs> the phrase of the week has to be. Has to be, lest I digress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, go to a party. Yeah. Dressed to the nines. Mm. Right. Even if it's a swim party, I want you in a full suit. Right. Tails. Yeah. The not whole, a swimsuit. No, 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 no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Because I feel like all of us that enjoy this show, including you and me. Yeah. Well, maybe more so you, but I feel like all of us are not like at tons of parties. You get you get around. Like you're pretty social. You're Do I a, ever. You're a social dude. Sometimes but, too many parties. Right, you know? right. So what we want you to do is get dressed up to the nines, go to the parties. Actually, you know what? That's not true. It doesn't have to be a party. Hmm. You can be like buying a water. <clears throat> you can be like getting a coffee at Sheets. Yeah. Especially if it's like super early or super late. As long as you're dressed to the nines. Right. As long as you're dressed to the nines yeah. at sheets. And then you if can it be. It doesn't take you more time to get ready <laughs> right. than you spend it out. Right. You're doing it wrong. Right. And yeah. if they say like, okay, that's $3.19. And you can be like, here's my card. <laughs> Lest I digress. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So but we if got you don't that. have a suit. Right. Or a card. Or a card. Then you can just tell your friends about the yeah. Pen Cinema Podcast. Nice. How much you enjoy it. Right. All right. Well, once again for the Pen Cinema <laughs> Podcast, I'm David Moulton. <laughs> and I'm Pen Ketchum. Take, Take care and party, party on. on. <laughs> oh. 
Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com. <laughs>